Okay. Uh, welcome. welcome. <laughs> That's how it starts off. We typically say hello. Okay. <laughs> and then you do the introduction, and then I think it's important for us to explain what we've been up to. Welcome to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Brecken. Welcome back. We're back. Are it's, we excited about this? I guess so. <laughs> I haven't had my coffee yet, but we, we're good. I mean, I guess I've had one cup today, so Ooh. I'm ready for it. But uh, we decided that we were going to revive this little thing of ours because, one, we miss doing it. Yeah. I'm, I miss sitting in a little room with you. Yeah. And talking into a microphone. We're in a whole new room now. We are. We're in my office. Which is Frank's old Which office. Which is Frank's old office. <laughs> I've moved I've moved up in the world. <laughs> if you call it that. But if you call uh it that, we yeah. had a little we had a little flood. Yes, our office is flooded. So that happened Not is was office office office. I okay. I think we have the a little PTSD. Office <laughs> flooded, yes. We do have PTSD. So what happened was May of 2021, I remember the day like it was yesterday, Jonathan was at the First Centurion show after COVID, after all the closures, and my in-laws were somewhere. Where were they? They were gallivanting somewhere. They were, they were some, out of some no, country. Yeah, they were out of the They country. were out of town. And so I get a message from Frank, just a text message that said, Paul called, there's some water at the office, no big deal, no need to run over. And so I was dropping the girls off for school, Jonathan wasn't there, and I said, you know what, this doesn't feel right, there's some water in the office, no need to rush over. I why need would to get Paul some, call Frank? I need to get some eyeballs on this. No, there was a literal waterfall into the basement. The ceiling had collapsed in the basement. The production floor was covered in probably two inches of water. By the time I got here, they had luckily suctioned most of that out. But when our production manager, Paul, and his wife walked in in the morning, they were standing in water. It was, it was awful. It was awful, and it was a two-year process, really, to get it all sewed up. We just finally... But we are finished now. The case is closed, and we're back. And so during that kind of process, Frank... Well, Frank had already moved out of his office, really. But we were using it as a um, break room. Like a holding room, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the basement was... There was no there break was no room. There was no basement. But also what belonged in that basement was our recording studio. So we would record in the basement. Yeah. And when the ceiling collapsed and water and we went down to the studs and everything like that, we really had no... Good place good to place do Good place to record. So we kind of had to pause that. And on top of that, Jonathan and I have taken over the business now and when things started really picking up for the last couple of years the last couple of years it's been like we don't where where the time goes i don't yeah. know it's been kind of a whirlwind yeah it has but we're thinking now we're on top of it and we can <laughs> we can in do, air it. Quotes. do this in air quotes, <laughs> in air quotes. <laughs> but 
it, it's something that we really enjoy doing and something we really enjoy uh, bringing to everybody. And we've also gotten tons of feedback that people want us to come back. And that makes me happy, too. Yeah. And we left off on the States. I know. <laughs> we debated about what, how we were going to How to come back or <laughs> what to do coming back. and But we didn't do our own state. No, I know. Like, so <laughs> we it's stopped like, at we stopped at Georgia. And I so know. it's like, well, we it, got to at least do Idaho. It got really bad because I was talking about hummingbird cakes. Like, that's the thing with the states is, like, some states are super cool. Like, like Idaho. Idaho. And other states are, like, Hummingbird Georgia. cake. <laughs> I think it was Alabama, the first state we did. And their state gemstone, I think, was, like, blue quartz or something like that. But star quartz. Blue star quartz. And they don't even have a, yeah. they don't even have a specimen of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even really locate. even. So it was, like, does this even exist? So it got kind of, like, I weird. So I think... What we're going to do with this is we're going to continue with states that actually maybe have some significance in the gem and jewelry industry and that have had, you know, that have had actual production, I would yeah. say, of gemstones. Um, and so, so we you're are, saying you're just going to skip the other ones completely? I mean, yes. You're not even going to mention them? Maybe we'll give them a little love. We at we'll, least have we'll to say, here's the state in this, because every know, state has we, at least a, a mineral. We were going in there alphabetical. Well, yeah. there's minerals and there's also gemstones. Right. So right. Some states don't have a state gem, yeah, though. They, they have only minerals. have a mineral. But um, we can go in alphabetical order like we are continuing to do with Hawaii and then Idaho today. But just kind of maybe... Keep it brief unless it's, like, super cool. Super great. Like yeah. Maine and that yeah. kind of stuff. You know, like, we're going to get into some cool states, but we're going to keep it. Gemma's keep it some, I'm not going to bore people talking about hummingbird cake. Sorry, that's our dog in the background, Gemma, who's being a butt. Yeah. Oh, she's got something to say. She has. She wants to be on the podcast, too. All right. On to Hawaii. Hawaii. So if there was a bet going about what gemstone the state of Idaho, or sorry, Hawaii was. Yeah. I would not have picked the gemstone that it actually is. No? No. I think it makes sense. It makes sense now. Culturally, it makes sense. Yes, absolutely. It totally makes sense, but I would have put money that it was Peridot. Peridot. Yeah, because all of our Hawaii accounts are obsessed with Peridot. Yeah. Like, they want Peridot because it's their thing, but actually, it's black coral. Right. Black coral is the state gemstone of Hawaii. So why? So why? Well, it makes sense because it is found in the seas surrounding the Hawaiian Islands. Right. And so, therefore, it also has a lot of um, cultural significance to the Hawaiians. And they've, they've recognized it for a long time as being important and, and wearing it for adornment as a protective talisman. Um, so I, I think it makes, it makes a lot of sense for those two reasons. Yeah. And I I think I actually do have a piece of black coral jewelry. I think you do. I do. And we used to sell it. I mean, yeah. I know we still have some in our safe, but we don't. And in order to sell black coral, you have to have a special permit. Correct. So in order to, well, I guess it's not really importing it, but you do have no. to have a permit to sell. I guess they consider it like biological. Like it's it's an organic. It's an organic gem. Yeah. It is important of where you get uh, your black coral because uh, Hawaii did recognize that it was being over-farmed and over-harvested for a while, set in some, some strict guidelines to make sure that it doesn't get over-harvested. And that's always something you want to really, 
you know, look for when you're procuring your black coral from Hawaii and other things that it, it might be from Hawaii. It might not be from Hawaii. Um, it's a question that you can ask too, because black coral does come from quite a few other places in the world. Um, why I thought that Peridot would have been the gemstone of the state of I- or Hawaii. Why do I keep going back to <laughs> Idaho? Because we're in Idaho. But is because they have the green sand beach, right? Which is made up of peridot. peridot. Well, olivine, which is the mineral right. name for peridot. But um, I kind of was looking around and I was like, okay, well, do they mine it anywhere? No, there's like really no mining of peridot in, in Hawaii. Hawaii. The reason they have it is because of all of the volcanic eruptions, right? right. So it comes up with the vol- with the magma, mm-hmm. and that's how it gets deposited on the beaches and that kind of stuff. So it's really not a gemstone that has been fashioned into any jewelry or anything like that in Hawaii or that has any cultural significance to right. Hawaii. Right. But that's why it makes more sense that black coral would be the gemstone. Now, I did go down a rabbit hole because, you know, I like those. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, couldn't you sell jewelry made with the peridot sand, right? Mm-hmm. $100,000 fine. To pick it up if yeah, you pick it up. if you take sand from wow. the beach. Wow. $100,000 fine. Because, I mean, obviously people would be like me, like, hey, I'm going to go pick up some of that peridot sand. But I can guarantee that that $100,000 fine is going to be worth well more than what the dang peridot sand is very true yeah is it on all beaches or no just it's certain... no there's a no certain... so there are four beaches in the world that have that are green sand beaches um one is in hawaii and it is called the mahana beach at papakalehi Co- on papakalehi coast did you like how i did that well, that's pretty good because i've been to hawaii a couple times you got all your vowels <laughs> in yeah <laughs> So please don't pick up the sand. Please don't pick up the green sand in Hawaii and be careful where you buy your black coral from. Yeah. Yes, that would be Hawaii. Yeah, and I thought the interesting thing that I didn't realize is that black coral uh, comes from depths of 100 to 1,000 feet. So a lot of times you think of Dang. you think of like seeing coral and stuff when you're scuba diving or even snorkeling, yeah. but not black coral. Black coral is at much dark deeper depths yeah i have only gone down to 60 feet when scuba diving because i'm not certified have you gone lower than that i've gone to 100 but yeah yeah i know but that barely is deep enough to even reach black coral so it must take yeah. some super oh well, how do i get it i don't know. we'll have to investigate that yeah i bet it's because of the pressure maybe maybe and maybe that's why it's black and not colorful because yeah. like most coral is fairly colorful or white but i wonder if the has something to do with the depth things to learn yep all right i have to say it's time to move on to idaho now yep should we idaho Idaho. um we are partial to idaho because that is our state the gem state i think that's the funniest thing people are always like why are you guys based in idaho and i just look at them and i throw back because it's the gem state like it makes it makes total sense why we would be here and it's actually how our company got started, right? Correct. Yeah. Jo- Jonathan's dad started mining opal in Idaho in 1973. So this is our 50th year of business. Another reason to bring back the podcast. Another reason. Before the year is over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we snuck on it, snuck it on in there. But um, I have a question for you, Jonathan, because I am not an Idaho native. You're not? No. Whereas... I'm third generation. Third generation Idahoan. Idahoan. Um, what year 
did Idaho become known as the gem state? That I have no idea. It is not too much earlier than our company started. It was 1967 that Idaho became known as the gem state. That's also the year that the state gem was assigned. I I mean, we just, boom. We were just like, we're the gem state. This is our gem. All at the same time. Yeah. Way to go, Idaho. Way to go, Idaho. Okay, so what is the state gem of Idaho? It is the star garnet. I think it should be opal, but that's just because... I think... (laughs) Right? Wow, you are really excited about both of today's gems. (laughs) On both of them. (laughs) No, it's not that I'm not excited at... And I'm sure there's a beautiful star garnet out there from Idaho. Somewhere. Somewhere. You just haven't seen it? I just haven't seen it yet. But it, I mean, so what makes it so cool is the asterism, right? So you've got those rutile needles that are all intersecting at the perfect angle. So you get that star when you do the cabochon. Typically a four. Yeah, typically a four racer, but sometimes... You can get a special one. A special one? That's a six ray star. Yeah. So the thing that I've noticed mostly with the Idaho Star Garnet is they're not very translucent. No, they tend to be quite dark. Yeah. So they are red in quotation marks, so it's almost more like of a root beer. Yeah. I would call almost call it a brown like a reddish brown. Yeah. That's more of a root beer color. But it's it is important in the fact that it's only there's only two places on earth that you find star garnets. Truth. Okay, so, fine, I'll give you that item. So I mean one of two <laughs> is a is pretty big deal. The other place is India. Yeah. Which has some star garnets, but I, Idaho's star garnets are supposed to be more famous and they've been mined for over a hundred years. Yeah, I mean so I guess that's different than Opal. I guess it was it, it was is. first. Yeah, opal was found later. I'm not sure what year opal was found, but uh, um, but star garnets are found up in the Panhandle, uh, closer to Canada, uh, Moscow, or well, you know, Lane. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. Not quite We're as still far a few as hours away you're from still Canada. a ways from Canada at that point. True, not up, <laughs> up there in the hinterlands. <laughs> a long way from us, about yeah. eight, about eight, eight. Not quite eight, seven hours from us. I think that's one of the things that most people don't really think about is how big Idaho is. And, right. Well, but like how long it is, like how much. That we go from Utah and Nevada. All the way to Canada. All yeah. the way to Canada. So, it. I mean, and you've got Oregon and Washington. I there. always give people the little L. Yeah. And I'm like, everybody thinks we're up here at the tip. We're, we're actually here at the southeast corner yeah. of it. Yeah, we're we're located in the southeast corner, kind of closer to, uh, well, we're close Utah to Utah, Montana. Wy- Wyoming, Montana, kind of down in that area. We're not just the gem state because of Star Garnet and Idaho Opal. Right. We have like a plethora of other tourmaline gems and minerals down here. You have, well, I have. I literally went on to the um, the full. Idaho. You got the full list of everything that's ever been found, and the counties that they were found in. Well, that might be going a little too it far. It might be, but I kind of wanted to know where they were. So there's agates. Actually, funny story about agates is we were in Victor, Idaho, and our girls were playing in a creek. A creek? A creek? There, not a creek. A You're creek. gonna call it a crick? A crick. <laughs> Well, Are you from? I thought you weren't from Idaho. I know. Idaho has gotten to her. <laughs> yeah. uh, we were. They were playing in a creek, and Olivia pulls out this massive rock, and she's like, "Look at it! It's got blue and pinks in it." 
and it is it's a huge, a chunk, huge chunk of agate. agate which was fun and we've gone back to that creek every summer and we've never found another piece but that especially piece not like huge, that because it like was that. it was what about a little bit bigger than a grapefruit came uh, from the creek care of the creek <laughs> Teton County. <laughs> Teton County. But uh, so there's agates, there's amethyst, there's appetite, there's aquamarine, which we have some pieces of the aquamarine. There's azurite, there's different barrels, like green barrels. Apparently, there is a dark blue barrel Wouldn't in be, Elmore County. Isn't that aquamarine? Dark yeah. blue? I mean, blue. Well, but blue barrel is aqua. It, they don't call it because well, I guess the aqua also comes from Elmer. Maybe it, it's just somebody huh. that thinks it's really dark blue. Okay. There's calcite. There's there's spinel, calcidneys. Um, I'm going through the whole list, guys. Chrysocolla, quartz. There are diamonds, and I have seen a diamond from Idaho. We have, and the Smithsonian in the back room. They the have. Back room. Diamonds from Idaho. Which I was it's like... pretty cool. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, there's feldspars, fluorites, garnets, obviously, uh, which I guess I shouldn't say that because there are some really pretty Idaho garnets that aren't star garnets, right? Yeah. Um, jade, kyanite, malachite, marcasite. Like, literally, I'm just like, the list keeps going on. Um, opal, obviously. Opalized wood, which mm-hmm. is super cool. Yeah. Um petrified wood pyrite big big quartz crystals we've got geodes we've got rhodochrosite rhodonite there's rubies and sapphires uh let's see i'm going on topaz which is a big one so you've got blue topaz and you've got yellow topaz and then you also have tourmaline which really surprised me because i don't remember hearing about tourmaline in idaho but it's it's there it's in blaine county oh blaine county you know where blaine county is no sun valley Look at that go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it truly is the gem state. Mm-hmm. But I think also to understand the history of Idaho, you have to go back to silver and gold. Right. 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 A lot of a lot of silver and gold mining a lot. back in the day. And so there were there was an Idaho gold rush. Did you know this? There I did. I did not. Because, you know, I'm from California and that's all that matters. <laughs> the California gold rush. <laughs> But no, there was an Idaho gold rush in the 1860s. Um, and do you know where it was discovered? I don't, actually. In the Boise Basin. Okay. Hmm. Do you notice how I said it? Boise, not Boise. 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 Which is the appropriate way to say it. Yeah. Right? Sure. You, we know you're not native when you say Boise. It's Boise. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me. This is a thing. I'm not native either, you but just, I'm... like looked at me like I was supposed to say it, and now I'm like... How do you How say, do it? say it? There was also another silver and gold rush in the 1860s, 70s in Silver City, which is southwestern Idaho. Um, and then Jonathan and I got to visit Wallace, Idaho last summer. and we The Silver Valley. The Silver Valley. We went to a mine with the girls. They absolutely hated it. It was cold. They were freezing cold because it was the middle of summer, so we went in. But we knew it was going to be cold because we've been in mines. Yeah, he looked like Santa Claus. He did. He really was our our tour guide. But he was a miner his whole life, which I thought was super interesting. And uh, Wallace is a it's a cute little mountain town. There's tall evergreen trees everywhere, and it has this rich history of silver mining that goes back all the way to the 1880s. Um, the thing that I found super interesting when we were there was they're still actively mining silver there. Right. 
but they are not processing it there. No. And that's because it's now a Superfund site. Since the 1983, it has become a Superfund site, which basically means that it has been contaminated by all the heavy metals that they used in processing the silver ore. So they are not processing silver ore there anymore. It's being shipped to a different location. And the EPA is actively trying to clean up the area. Cleanup's good. Cleanup is fantastic. Because it is a beautiful area. Because it is so beautiful. And it was really funny when we were talking to the like local people there about it. And I said, oh, well, I want to buy a piece of silver from here. And they're like, oh, no, all the silver here gets shipped out now because we don't we don't refine it here. Right. And so I that was like that blew my mind. And so then I went down the rabbit hole of the EPA and heavy metal, you know, pollution and all that other kind of stuff. But it is part of our history. And it's I'm glad that we're cleaning it up now. Right. Yep. Okay, so I think one of the important things to cover is why Idaho is so mineral rich, right? Why does this state have such a huge deposit of different kinds of minerals? That is a great question. And we have... If only we had a geologist. If only we had a geologist. I'm not a geologist. Don't we have two? Yes. Yeah, there are two geologists here on staff. But um, we have a lot of stuff going on here. Yes. There's a lot of tectonic activity, um, magma processes, hydrothermal activity, sedimentary processes, and metamorphism. So if you've ever heard of this little place called Yellowstone. Yep. A little um, bit of hydrothermal there. A little bit of hydrothermal and also volcanic activity. So that is actually what formed the opal opal in Idaho was that. Because so plates shift, right? And so that super volcano used to be like where we are now you can tell because when you go out in pocatello you see lava everywhere yeah there's craters. there's big old there's uh, craters of the moon you've got craters of the moon and you've just in pocatello alone you've got those big lava, lava walls. walls so it's it's really you yeah. can definitely tell this was geologically some geological formation by yeah volcanic, vol- volcanic activity. activity and so that's actually what formed the idaho opal but then you have all your hydrothermal activity which is what's going to form your barrels and your tourmalines and your garnets and all these different things. And then you've got your plates crashing together, which is pushing up things that are bringing minerals up to the surface. So there is this is a hot spot of activity. For sure. Of tectonic and geological activity. So that's kind of what makes Idaho so special and why we have, we have so, so many, many different gems. Yeah. And so now, did I, you do the deep dive? Does Idaho have the most? Is it truly? Did we just name ourselves the gem state? Or do we really have more species of gemstones than any other state? I didn't do the deep dive because I don't want to know. I'm just going to say we are. We are. We're, we're just claiming. We're just, we're just, we win. We win. I think, though, it depends on how you define gemstone. Because, you know, you got your A class, your B class, your C class minerals. Is there... A county or a region that is more prolific in gemstones because of that kind of geological condition. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that's like, you know, moving more towards like Victor and and that part of it. No, I would say it literally spreads the whole state. Oh, interesting. Literally the whole state. You got Nez Pierce, you got Shoshone, you've got Hawaii, you've got Washington, you've got Adams, you've got Lemhi. Is that how you say that county? Fremont, Boise, Camas. I mean, it's everywhere. It is literally everywhere. Although you don't see Bannock County on here, so for us. Oh, no, Bannock County's on here. What do we have? We have hematite pebbles. 
hematite pebbles. Yeah, whatever that means. I mean, I know what that means, but... Okay, so let's talk prospecting, okay, in Idaho. I also went on a deep dive with, like, the... Oh, like recreational prospecting. Yes. Uh Yeah, recreational prospecting, because I used to think it was naughty to just go... Because we have a lot of uh, state land and federal land here. We don't have any national parks in Idaho, with the exception of a blip of Yellowstone, Yellowstone, which I find to be a travesty because there are some really beautiful places in Idaho. We need to have a national park here, but we have a lot of state parks. And so I thought, okay, well, is it illegal to prospect on... um, State land? State land. It depends on the protection level, right? I, I was surprised if you just want to go out and, like, pan for gold or you know, prospect like that on public lands, you don't need a permit for that. As long as you're not using... Right, as long as you're not using machinery. Mat- so, like, they material. have this whole this whole list, which is, like, will it cause a little or no surface disturbance, like panning, fossil hunting, or rock canning? You don't need a permit, but you do need to check with the ranger in that hmm. area before you go out and do it. And they'll kind of give you guidelines and guidance on how to do it and, and that kind of stuff. Um, other times you can, sometimes you can even pick up a mine claim on public lands. Do you know how much a mine claim costs? You're going to read my notes? $165. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's $165 and you get 20 acres with that to mine, which I was like, wow. That's That's a a pretty big deal. That is a good deal, but you... You don't own the land. You don't own the land. You just own, or you just... You're just, it's a mining claim. You're leasing the mineral rights to that land for that, for a set amount of time. But there are a ton of regulations and guidelines that go along with that. So if that is of interest to you, you can look it up. But I was amazed that you were able to just go out there and prospect. So Jonathan, say you want to go out and pan for gold recreationally. What is the most gold rich river in Idaho? Don't look at my notes. I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) It's close by. Is it really? Yeah. Your dad likes fly fish on it. The Portneuf. Oh, no, not the Portneuf. The snake. The snake. The Snake Snake River. Yes. Has the the most gold? Yes. So (laughs) it's 800 miles long. The Snake River starts in Yellowstone. So I guess that would be probably the largest river in Idaho, too, isn't it? Perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps. So, And probably the most famous river in all of Idaho, too. But that is the the river in Idaho that has the most gold if you decide you want to go out and pan for gold. Any specific area of the snake? Um, the snake I'm not like giving said, away the secrets I learned. I'm not giving away. Everybody in their cousin. We're going to make the girls go and pan for gold next summer. <laughs> <laughs> Got to pay for your college. Well, child labor. <laughs> no, it's fa- it's family. It's fun. Okay. No, they actually... So we did take the girls... The girls are like super into find. Oh, every kid's into finding rocks and stuff like that. So I think they'd be totally down for it. Yeah, probably. But we'll just. But go. panning is not easy. Panning is not easy. All right. Well, I guess that concludes our another episode of Gem Junkies. I mean, our first one back, but definitely not our first episode. Yeah. But I feel like maybe next time we'll get the training wheels off. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And if you want to see what we do every day, you can check us out on Instagram at Parlay Gems. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should try that again. 
You always used to say Instagram, Facebook, or on our website at parlaygems.com. But you were like, I don't know. Instagram? Okay. The gram? Okay, go for it. If you want to see what we do every day, you can check us out at our Instagram page or our Facebook page at Parlay Gems, or you can even come to our website, www.parlaygems.com. Did you like that? I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.